Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording this on May 22nd, 2022. Hi, everyone. Wow, so today's exciting. Today is the 50th episode of Magenta Giraffes. Wow, I can't believe I've come to 50 episodes. It's, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel about it. But I think it is a milestone and should be celebrated in some way. And I just wanted everybody to know. I mean, uh, no, I don't write the episode number, but you could obviously see it because I I don't know, it's probably on iTunes somewhere, whatever it is, Apple, whatever. I Is iTunes even a thing? I think iTunes is a thing still. I am a little scatterbrained. But I am excited that it's the 50th episode. It's not like there's anything special going on today because it's 50. I'm 50, 50 years old. If you don't know what that is from, it's from SNL. And it's funny because I I think it's the only thing that's in my, the reason why I'm quoting it, oh my God, I I can't speak today, is because I just read Molly Shannon's um, autobiography, Hello, Molly? I think that's what it is like. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Molly. I think that's what it is. Uh, So it was good. It was good. It made me cry a lot because she lost her mom at a young age. And she talks about that in the book. It's a it's a good book. I feel like it's a little disorganized in that like it's jarring the, the stories that she goes to from like one story to the to the next it's not always connected and then she mentions people who you're supposed to remember and I'm like who is this person again and like she doesn't explain it so you're just like all right I guess I'll just go with it and figure out who this person she's talking about is but besides that I think she is a good storyteller it was very poignant. It made me cry a lot. And, um, you know, I think I enjoyed Casey Wilson's autobiography more. That was just, I don't know, that spoke to me a lot. Um, if we're talking about recent autobiographies that I've read or that I've read this year, I should say. Um, and I think Casey Wilson's is called like the wreckage of my something. But I really, really, really liked Casey Wilson's uh lot. And Molly's, I would say, is, you know, it's a good second, you know, of the two that I've read this year. But like, no, Molly's is good. I I do recommend it. I, you know, I praise her. She seems to have such a great spirit. You know, she seems like she's just such a driven, like innerly driven person. And she is optimistic and a hard worker. And frankly, she did make me feel bad about my work ethic. (laughs) And I'm just like, wow, I'm a loser. Okay. Um, No, but she's really inspiring. So if you're looking for an uh, easy autobiography, an easy meaning like just very, it's a good quick read. Uh, then I do suggest picking up Molly Shannon's uh, autobiography. If you don't know who Molly Shannon is, she was on SNL. She's a comedian. Um, You know, she was Mary Catherine Gallagher on SNL, like back in the 90s. And um, she's she's really good at what she does. So that I don't know, like, so that's why 50 came up because she did this character on um, SNL where she was like, 
athletic or some gym rat and she was 50 uh, she was a 50 year old woman and very proud of it so i'm 50 50 years old um i can kick stretch and kick i don't know i don't remember exactly what her catchphrase was but it is the 50th episode of this podcast (laughs) uh all right well that's that uh but let's talk about this week so I was pretty down last week. I was pretty down for the last two weeks. It w- it's been a rough, it's been a rough spell. I think I feel a little bit better now. These like these last couple of days, um, just waiting for myself to feel bad again. But for right now, I'll take feeling a little bit better. I did have a a psychic session with Tracy Lee Nash on Monday. And I, I'll tell you, I wasn't looking forward to it because I booked it way in advance. And I was like, well, what? I, I don't need this right now, you know. But I'm really glad that I had it because, you know, Tracy did make me feel better. I was basically crying the whole time on the session silently because I was in such a low place on Monday. And she, you know, it wasn't a medium session, but I what I did tell her, I'm like, I just miss my mom a lot. And my mom came through in the same way. And she just, I think she wanted me to know that she is okay and happy, you know? And I think that the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking a lot about the last days of her life and that I couldn't really communicate with her. And she was kind of gone already. And you know, I feel, I feel a little guilt that I couldn't be there. You know, I just thought like, look, I'll be honest. I didn't want to see her that way. So I wasn't in a rush to go to the hospital. And I also felt like she was coming back. And then with COVID, we were only allowed to have one person visit. And I just, I, I stand by it. I mean, yes, it was a little bit of my um, cowardice, but I stand by that the person she needed to be with at that time for as much of the time allowed was my dad. And because he provided a lot of comfort for her and he was her support and she felt safe when he was around. And she, you know, still recognized him and all of that stuff. So I, um, I thought that he should be the one to go and be with her. And, you know, looking back, I feel like I could have just, you know, we could have gone together and I could have gone in first and just seen her for like, you know, a half hour even. And then he could have come in. I don't know, like, like exchanged cars in the parking lot situation, you know, like I could have done that. But I I didn't think I didn't think she was going to die there. I think that if I have any regrets, that's like the one regret I have is that I should have, I should have gone to the hospital, you know, when she was still around, like mentally, like still with us. But I didn't, I didn't really think I could. I thought it was better for my dad to just go have all the time. And that's, that's it. But you know, like I was with her 
a lot through the pandemic and I took care of them the best that I could. And there's, I don't know like what else I could have done except just not been such a coward in the last, in the last days. But, but it, you know, I, not to, I don't know. We just didn't think it was going to be the last time. So, So anyways, I think it was good to talk to Tracy because, I mean, whatever you want to believe, she was, she told me that mom is okay and mom wants me to know she's okay. And then the thing that was interesting is um, I had a therapy session on Monday too before the psychic session and... <sighs> God, I'm like a mess right now. And I was telling my therapist that I feel quite isolated. You know, I don't feel like I feel like this last this wave of COVID is really just diminishing what little social life I had. And like, I just feel very isolated and disconnected and things like that. And I want to be connected this time. You know, most of the time I'm like, yeah, okay, let me go to my cave. Um, And I said that in my therapy session and my mom brought it up in my, you know, psychic session. Like she specifically pointed that out because, you know, I did tell Tracy I'm feeling low and Tracy was like, your mom is telling me that you also feel really like disconnected and alone. And um, that's true. So I don't know. Take that as evidence. I mean, I do. I guess she was around eavesdropping on my (laughs) therapy session, but yeah, it's just, it's been hard. It's hard. It's like, I don't have, you know, many people that I see regularly. And then the few people that I did see, like, you know, they're being extra COVID cautious and that's their, their right. And so like, I haven't been able to see them and it's, it's been tough on me. So recently, like half of the time I'm in the city now because of work and like, I'm staying there in my apartment and, So I've decided like on the days that I'm in the city, I'm trying to like fill up my social calendar and, you know, go to dinner with people in the city and stuff. And so far, that's been nice. But sometimes also like at the end of the day, like after work, I just want to go home and like chill out. It's like more on the weekends where I'm here in Jersey where I'm like, you know, it'd be nice to be able to do something. But, you know, hopefully we're coming out of this wave at some point and, um, yeah, this is something that we're going to just have to keep dealing with. I don't see an end in sight. And it's about now it's about, you know, pushing yourself a little bit to live a little, you know, and take the precautions that you can. But we have to trust in the efficacy of the vaccine. And that like, yes, the vaccine doesn't protect us from sickness 100%. And but the point of the vaccine is if you do get sick, you will not die, you know? And yes, nobody wants to get sick. I don't ever want to get COVID again. But at a certain point, you have to like outweigh the risks of you have to live your life. In living your life, there's a little bit more risk of getting COVID. And at some point, you have to like push yourself. At least that's what I'm thinking. And that's where I'm at today. Could be a different situation tomorrow. What else? Well, I, you know, I think the thing that was really plaguing my mind, 
and these last two weeks is just thinking about how unfair life is. And I, I just could not get that out of my mind, you know, and that's a really, really dark place to be in because once you go down the rabbit of rabbit hole of how unfair life is, you just feel like there's no point, right? And that's always like last week, it was like, what's the point, you know? And it's just, I really feel, and I've, well, right now I'm feeling okay, but I felt in the last two weeks that just, it's so unfair that my mom is gone and that she died when she did and that she died how she did. It's just so unfair. And then it made me just feel like everybody should feel the way that I do. Everybody should lose a parent. Everybody right now, you know, and that's not fair. And but that's how I was feeling. I'm like, fuck everyone who has both of their parents. How dare you have both of your parents? You know, I have a friend of mine who lost both of her parents, you know, at different times. But so she could say the same thing to me. She could be like, well, how dare you have your dad still? So it's not a fair statement and it's steeped in emotion. It's not steeped in any sort of logic. But, you know, that's how I was feeling. Um, and then like, so that's just how I've been feeling when I've been down. And with the Tracy session, you know, I had a good session. She did make me feel better. And I was lying in bed because she asked me to send her the link of this podcast. So I was doing that. And then I don't usually like I don't go on Apple podcasts to look at my reviews because I don't expect there to be any like two of my friends have written some really nice reviews. And thank you so much for that. Um but I was looking at it and somebody I don't know wrote a really, really nice review. And I'm sorry. I, I don't know if this person is still listening because after that JLo episode, I don't think that uh, they are. It's not like I said, it's not always about grief. Um, so if this person, I don't know who you are, if you're still listening, thank you for still listening. I wanted to read the review because it just... You know, it really warmed my heart when I was in a very uh, dark place and I was just crying and I didn't understand what the point of anything was. And then I happened upon this review. I think it was my mom's doing, you know, I think I was in bed and Tracy and all of that cosmically online to like give me a little bit of light in the dark. And I don't know who you are. I hope you're still listening. But I want you to know that what you wrote, you know, saved my life a little that night. So this is this is a this is the review. And the title is this podcast was my sign. Uh, And five stars also, guys. (laughs) I happened upon this podcast by chance, and I truly feel it was my sign for my mom. Thank you, Simona, for being so real about the loss of your mother. I've been having my own existential crisis after the sudden loss of my mother, and this podcast has helped me explore my grief and loss. It has provided me comfort in some of my darkest moments. A definite must listen for anyone who has lost a parent. I mean, thank you so much. I really hope you're listening still um, and you're still on this wild, wacky journey of my brain. And and I hope that I'm still being helpful. Uh, but that just 
it just made my made my life, you know? I don't know why I do this podcast. Most of the time it's ridiculous and scattered and weird, uh, but I'm still doing it. And I guess I'm I'm proud of myself for doing it and it seemed it's it's appropriate that that review came to me. I'm talking about it. it's the 50th episode, you know. Um so thank you. Uh it makes me keeps me going. I mean, you know, there are a lot of days where I don't want to keep going. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know, I want to say this last thing, which, you know, in all of the darkness and all the highlighting of the darkness that I constantly do, um, there are these two moments of the kindness of strangers. And it was quite shocking to me. And you might not think that they're big deals, but they were big deals to me. And I guess that's what the kindness really... um, that's what the kindness is about. So on Friday, Friday, yes, I stayed in usually I come back from New York Thursday night and stay in Jersey for the weekend and work from home on Friday. But Friday, I worked from the office. So I was coming, I was in Midtown, New York, ugh, and it started to rain because I had my bag, I was going to Port Authority, I was going to walk. But then it started to rain. And I was like, oh, no, fuck this. I'm going to get a cab. So I'm on the corner hailing a cab. And I see like there are all the cabs have their lights turned off. And when that when they have their lights turned off, it means they have a passenger. So I'm like, oh, none of these are free cabs. Then finally, I see a free cab with the light on. So I'm hailing and he's at the stoplight, uh, the traffic light before coming to my corner. So he sees me, I think. And so I'm hailing and then I'm like, okay, he sees me. I put my arm down. Then this woman comes in front of me and starts hailing the cab. And I was just like in shock. I was like, you're going to just stand in front of me and take this cab. But like what? I'm not going to fight her on it. But I was like, excuse me. Like, I think I said that. Like, I don't know if she heard me. I was wearing a mask, whatever. Um, So I'm like, all right this bitch is going to get my cab, but like, I'm not going to fight her on it. And then I guess if for her impatience, like she really wanted that cab. So she decided to cross the street um, before the light turned to get into the cab. And I'm like, all right, fine. She's really getting this cab. Okay. I guess I'll just have to find another one. Then the light turns green and she, I guess she hasn't gotten to the cab yet. And the cab drives right by her and comes to me. And I was in shock. I was like, I opened the door and I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And he's like, yeah, she was like she saw you it, like hailing the cab and she thought she was just going to get it at like that. As, and so he understood the whole situation that I was there first. She acted like I didn't exist and was going to take the cab. And, you know, he was just uh, he was a person who um understood justice. And so he was so nice. And he did the right thing. You know, I was there first, and he acknowledged that. And so that was really nice. That was the first story of the kindness of strangers. It might not seem like a big deal. But let me tell you, when you're in Midtown on a street corner, waiting for a cab at rush hour in the rain, it was the kindest thing anybody could do. So thank you to that cab driver. He was lovely. Um, and I did give him a good 25% tip, right? You got to. So 
Then the next thing was yesterday, I was at H Mart with my dad. And if you don't know what H Mart is, it's an Asian grocery store. At least, I don't know if it's international, but here in the United States. And it's it was great. I love that store. It's like overwhelming and lovely. But I needed to get Faro or Faro. Let's just call it Faro. Let's pronounce it that way today. And it is spelled F-A-R-R-O. It's a grain. Uh, it's got the same like nutritional component as like quinoa, but like I just like it way better than quinoa. I hate how quinoa tastes. I don't know about you, but I do. So I, I'm on this kind of um, cleanse sort of thing, food cleanse, and it'll be done on Wednesday, thank God. But I, um, I can't have rice. I can't have like, you know, simple white carbs or whatever, but I am allowed like quinoa and things like that. So I'm like, well, if this is the same thing as quinoa, I'm going to go with farro, right? So we're in a grocery store that we don't know. We don't know the layout. And, um, you know, I'm down the rice aisle. And I'm looking for Faro and I can't find it. And then my dad sees this kid (laughs) and like um, he's Asian. okay, he's Asian. And um, (laughs) and my dad, like, I guess, asks him, like, do you know where I could do you know where Faro is or Faro or whatever? And I was like, so embarrassed. I'm like, dad, he doesn't work here. Okay. Like, and I don't think my dad, I didn't say that to my dad, but I, in my head, I'm thinking like, why is he bothering this nice young man, you know? And, um, and then also like, is he embarrassing us and acting like he works here? But then, so I see them talking a little bit and I'm like, no, no, it's okay, dad, I'll find it. Like if it's here, I'll find it. And so, um, you know, the young man is like kind of looking around. He's like, no, I don't see it here. Um, He's really, he was so nice, you know? And I was like, after the the man left the aisle, I was like, dad, why are you talking to him? He doesn't work here. And he's like, yeah, I know that. Like I was just, he was looking around. So I was just asking him. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Um, And then the guy comes, like, we're still in the aisle. And then the guy comes back. He's like, oh, it's actually, Faro's in the next aisle. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. That was so nice. And then a second later, he comes back and he's like, here, here you go. He finds the Faro and it's, you know, Bob, Bob, Bob Mills brand. I don't if that's the that's the brand I like, whatever it's called. I know that brand. It's a good brand. And he gets that package of it. And like, so he not only goes to the next aisle, finds it, then brings the product over to me and my dad and hands it to me. And I was flabbergasted. I was like, thank you so much. That is so beyond kind. And I I still can't get, get over it. This stranger, you know, saw my dad, maybe thought he was a helpless old man or something, and then saw me, I guess, thought the same thing of me, and went over, found it in another aisle, and then brought the product to me. Does not work at the store. Okay, can I, like, just underline that fact? Does not work at the store. Is a fellow customer, just a sweet young man in his, like, 20s, I feel. Um, and I can't get over it. I cannot get over that kindness of that stranger. It was beyond. You don't see that anymore. You don't see that in this crazy world that we're living in where everybody's attacking everyone else. Um, it really, 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 really warmed my heart. And, you know, as my dad said, you know, this world is filled with some really good people. 
Uh, yeah, there are plenty of bad, but and it's easy to focus on the bad. But when you have, I mean, from the cab driver to, um, I don't know, the model citizen, <laughs> like, you know, I just, I don't know. It made me feel just like it's just not the worst place. The world is not the worst place in the world. <laughs> you know, like, so I don't know. I had to make note of those two stories of the kindness of strangers. Uh, it was, it they impacted me deeply where days um, after I'm still thinking about them. So, you know, maybe notice if there's some kindness of strangers stories in your life and um, choose to focus on them because it, it hurts a lot less than focusing on how unfair life is. So on that note, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to all of these episodes. You know, I'm, I don't think anybody has listened to all 50 episodes, but now's your chance. Um, you know, thank you to everyone who listens on, you know, whatever regular basis you do. It means the world to me. It makes me feel like I'm not that alone and that we're all in this together. So on that note, I will just say bye.